Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have Adam McChesney with me. Adam has become a pretty good friend of mine over the past few years. We've got to see each other in person quite a few times. And, and when I originally was struggling in business and reached out to Winrate Consulting to hire a business coach, as nervous as I was to show up to that first event, terrified, not knowing if I belong, probably in the right place. I uh, showed up the first morning for the workout and Adam was actually the first person I saw in the park. He looked a, a tad bit lost. And I said, by chance, are you here for a bunch of business dudes fixing a workout? And uh, we, he laughed and that's the first time I've met Adam. But over the last few years, I've done business with Adam. I've seen how he runs his business. He's a partner at Height Digital. Um, it's a marketing agency. We've used them for our marketing and I just felt compelled to bring Adam on and have him share his story. He has a lot to offer. Fascinating mind. Yeah, one of the one of the guys that I really like to listen to his podcast, actually. And uh, I'll let him tell you guys about a little bit about that later on. But Adam, man, thank you so much for coming on. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, how you been? Dude, good, man. A lot of exciting things going on. I know we were just talking before, got a baby on the way. So two months from uh, as we're recording it. So going to be adding dad to the, the list of things that I do. And uh, we also didn't get to talk about this, but I just became a partner at All of Height Digital as of about uh, six weeks ago. So went from franchisee to partner in uh, the entire organization after a, a long two-year run uh, with Height. So super excited about what the future is uh has in store for me. Absolutely. One thing I like about you is when we first started talking, uh, you had explained to me that you had a, a career that where you did very well and you decided to go out on your own. And if I remember correctly, it's been a relatively short amount of time since you decided to make that leap. But during that time, you've had, at least from the outside looking in, from my perception, my perspective, a, a insane amount of success in, in, in a relatively short amount of time. So I think what happens is many people see that and they just assume it had to be easy. And I mean, what I would really like to dive into and talk about a little bit is how that looked for you early on. And was it actually that easy to pull off? Yeah, it's a great question. So I spent five years in medical device sales and did that up until 2020. So I actually just had my three year anniversary of leaving that job yesterday. And uh, back in 2018, I was literally sitting in a hotel room after traveling for literally almost a month straight. And I said, like, I don't want to keep doing this and I need to find something else. So I literally went in to type into Google, like how to make money online. And that presented an ad when I got retargeted on Facebook from that search on how to build websites, how to build digital real estate, kind of like as a digital real estate investor. So I built up 200 websites from the course of 2018 to 2020. So what most people don't know is that I was literally doing this on the side, not making any money with it, but basically spending my own money 
for almost two years trying to perfect what people or quote unquote perfect what people were complaining about in hiring digital marketing agencies. So my background is a little bit different than a lot of the agency owners that are out there because like I've been in the nitty gritty of me physically building the websites, me doing the SEO, me doing all of the ads and like doing it pretty, pretty well. So I used to just build those websites and then sell the websites or sell the leads or whatever it ended up looking like. And then when I went full time, companies were like, hey, this is great, but I want you to do it for us. I don't want you to own the asset because I started obviously promoting what I was doing. I really couldn't do that working for somebody else. So I did it on my own for about nine months and almost just cracked. Like I was working from the time I woke up to the time I I went to bed. I, I literally don't know if I worked out more than five times in the first nine months and business was coming in like we were making money but I was reinvesting everything back in the business. So I was joining uh, different masterminds. I was hiring coaches. I was literally just trying to absorb as much information as I possibly could. And it got me to this breaking point where I was doing all the work and things were fine, but like I didn't have a business. It was literally just me trying to repeat a process that I didn't really have every single time. So I was reinventing the wheel and doing all that stuff. And then luckily I found Height Digital back at the time that basically was missing, was helping me um, do all the things that I was missing in my business, the processes and the systems, the fulfillment and all of those things. So I made that shift and things started to really kind of take off. And over the course of that time, we went from about 30 clients up to about 150 in less than two years which in the digital marketing space is a lot for one person to obviously handle. So my team grew from two people to 10 people. And, you know, over the last couple of years, things have been consistently kind of on the up and up only because I'm pretty open about my journey and I don't necessarily like to hide anything. I tell people when I'm failing, when I'm screwing up, when we're going through certain issues. And so it's been an incredible journey over the last couple of years, but I think what most people don't realize is I w- was doing this for two years on the side, kind of building everything up under the radar, but it was been the three years full time that everybody's actually paying attention to with really the last two years that's catching people's radar. Man, that makes total sense. Let me, so during those first two years when you were doing it on the side, what did that look like? What was quality of life for you during that yeah. time? So, man, it, it, you know, to be honest, I started to to build websites uh, consistently about six months after I bought this course. But I bought the course in November, like right before uh, Thanksgiving. And I built my first website. It's still up. It's one of the ugliest looking websites ever. But my background is more on the SEO side. So it's like, how do you proof of concept? do the strategies with a really ugly looking website and can tell people that it still converts. Two weeks later, I literally launched this website. Two weeks later, it's a brand new website. It's basically just a lead generator. The calls were all coming to me. It's for appliance repair here in St. Louis. I get a call from some guy that's like, hey, my washer and dryer aren't working. Can you come fix it? And I'm like, what in the world is going on? I literally, like, I didn't believe this was actually going to work. And literally two weeks later, it's already starting to generate phone calls. So I kind of got super excited. I started to build a couple more websites and things like that. But then I just, for six months, I was like, man, what if this works? Like, what if 
I start making money and I have to leave medical device sales. Like this doesn't actually make sense. I'm just building simple websites and doing all this stuff. Well, then I started to, to realize like what the future was going to hold and we were getting ready to get married. So a couple months before we ended up getting married about a year after I bought the course, I really started to go like in the nitty gritty on building websites. So I had a really simple and easy process to just duplicate websites all over the country, rewrite the content and do all that stuff. And I would wake up at like 4 a.m., start to, to do the website stuff until about 8 a.m. Then I'd go do medical device sales and then I'd work for an hour or two after work. So my wife at the time, my, my wife that I'm still married to, obviously, but at the time she was <laughs> a, uh, a labor and delivery nurse. So her hours were like literally we were always off centered and all that stuff. So when I got home, like I wasn't going and watching sports or video games or going out or anything. I was just taking that extra time to go and build websites any night that she was working. And so literally two years in, I have all these portfolio websites to be able to show as case studies and all these different things with results. So then that way, when I went full time with this, I could show people like, hey, I literally built this website. I built it from the ground up. These calls are literally coming in to me or my clients. And here's how we've been able to do it. And people were just eating it up because they're like, nobody's been able to actually show me data of that given day for X, Y, and Z industry where I'm like, hey, these are legitimate leads coming in for people in your industry that are needing the work. So I kind of just leveraged the time that I had in order to double down on that. I mean, that's awesome. I think I think one of the reasons a lot of people, and I don't want to say fail because I, I truly believe if you're trying, you're never failing, you're learning. That's just how I, I view life. But I think so many people don't hit their desired outcome or their target, whatever you want to call it, is because nobody in today's society, we're all so accustomed to instant gratification. Anything that you want, you can have it right now. So mm. if somebody decides they want a, a marketing company, they want it right now. There are very few people in today's society worldwide that are willing to do that for two years to perfect the process before they begin to try to monetize it and turn it into something else. You know, even if it starts for fun, once somebody realizes like two weeks in, you get that first phone call, phone call, somebody wanting to, to you to come fix their washer and dryer instantly. Now we have a washer and dryer company. I'm fixing to make a ton of money. And then two months after that, you've only gotten maybe two other phone calls in addition to the first one. And you're like, this will never work. And you abandon it and you go to something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, man, in that little bit of that story, I think that I think the biggest lesson in there for me is is just that, that I think you, you if you want to achieve something in life, you have to be able to willing to sacrifice sort of your quality of life today for the life that you want in the future. And I think if the more people understood that, the more people would actually stick it out and hit that hit that desired outcome. And then I, I just want to, as a friend, say, I think it's kind of neat that your wife was or is probably still labor and delivery with y'all have some labor and delivery. <laughs> yeah. Now up. she, and, now uh, she's now, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's probably, Probably better. That's probably better. But, you know, better hours. Uh, yeah. You know, when the kids are going to be there, you never really know when the babies are coming. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I uh, with your with the whole quality of life thing. What about now? So now that you're a partner with Height, you have built a team. How's that quality of life now? Are you still as busy? Or do you get to relax? And I, I'm asking you, sort of. I, I would say, sort of. Uh, I don't know. 
maliciously because I see you mm. vacationing a lot. You're rarely, you know, you're, you're all over. And I think people see that they see your quality of life today and they don't realize, um, you know, sort of what you went through. So tell us a little bit about what it looks like now. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I, I literally went into a pretzel shop over the weekend to get some stuff for a party we were having. And the owner of the pretzel shop was like, oh, the famous Adam McChesney's walking in. He's never in St. Louis. And he was like, literally, you know, saying, I want your life and all those different things. And I had a conversation with him. I was like, you know what? It's kind of funny because this will be the we're going to Florida next week, uh, my wife and I. Uh, and that'll be the first actual vacation I've had where there's been no work involved in the last two years. So even though that I am out and about and doing all that stuff, I always tell people there's usually work involved. We might try to stick an extra day or two <laughs> into it. But, you know, for me, the the work hasn't necessarily stopped its change. And what I mean by that is it's very big on obviously personal branding and content, but then building up the leaders within our company. And so as we've grown from literally 30 clients to 150, and now that I'm a partner in Height, which has over 700 clients, you know, my my growth of the company has put me in a position where I'm now leading people and still being the face of the company without having to do all of the details. So we have a sales team now, which we started that about a year ago. We have an entire account management team. We have all these different departments now that I have to lead and our company grows by leading those people because they're the ones that are doing all of the work. And mm -hmm. it has been difficult at times, to be completely honest, because I'm the face. So anytime somebody needs something, and it's usually after hours, or they feel like they want or need to talk to me because they know me or we're friends, they always come to me. And I'm the type of guy that I, it's my company. So I'm going to dive in when I probably shouldn't dive in. I'm going to go the extra mile when I shouldn't go the extra mile, because rarely is it the people that are actually doing what they need to be doing in, and um, taking what I tell them in terms of, hey, th these are the four people on my team that you can meet with. Here's when you meet with them and how. They always end up reaching back out to me because it's the easy thing to do. I have over the last couple of months, since we found out we were having a baby, I have put up different boundaries and different walls to protect my time. And it's been one of the most freeing things ever because I've been a people pleaser literally since I can remember. Uh, so the quality of life has shifted and it's getting better and better as I get more experienced. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's managing people now and not necessarily managing clients or managing sales calls and things like that. So the intensity is leveled up because it's so so much bigger of an impact when I'm managing these people. Um, but right now, I'm still pretty heavily involved in the business, just in different areas, but not so much in the day to day work, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. OK, so when I said maliciously a minute ago, I asked you because I'm well aware that on your trips, a lot of times you're working. I've, I've seen the things that you guys are, are working on, but it's so easy. We allow our perception, in my opinion, it, it is our reality. And it's so easy to look at the famous Adam McChesney walking in and think everything is smooth and he's not working at all anymore. And they don't realize that it go, still goes into hours of the night and knowing you the way that I know you, I know that it's that type of work ethic is going to continue for years and years to come. I think a lot of people look at those vacations and that type of stuff. And they also think, well, he only did it in three years. 
And now he doesn't have to work anymore. And that yeah. couldn't be further from the truth, you know? So I, uh, I was, I'm glad you answered the way you did. Cause I think there are a couple of really good lessons in there for the people that are listening to this today, man. But, uh, I, what I wanted to ask real quick, how many franchisees do you guys currently have? So right now we're at, uh, we were as high as 26 right now. We're at 22. So you said overall 700 clients of those 700, your franchise, about around 150 of those, six of them, I would assume that you, you, were, you were already, if not the top, probably right there up there to one of these in a short amount of time. And I just wanted to highlight that when I heard you those numbers, because that also shows that it has nothing to do with the amount of time. You don't have to come into business assuming that it's going to take forever or that it's impossible, just like you shouldn't assume it's going to happen overnight are quick. I think you just come in with a goal and a vision and a mission and you do whatever it takes to achieve it regardless of how long it takes. You hold on to that why and you see it through. So I just kind of wanted to hit on that a little bit, but uh, tell me a little bit about that for how that goes in your life. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, when we hire or when we uh, bring on clients that hire us to do their marketing, you know, I'm always on social media, any platform you want to look on. And plus, a lot of these people have my cell phone number. They have my email, all these different things. The, the most common thing is somebody reaches out, hey, I just want to talk to you because, you know, I know who you are and I want to make sure everything is going good. Well, I have two members on my team that everybody has access to that has more marketing experience and knowledge than I do. But they're, of course, not the people that are all over social media that are talking about all these things. So people think that I must know everything and that couldn't be further from the truth. So what I used to do when somebody reached out to me, I would just go solve the problem in the moment, answer their question and just kind of be done with it. I let the team know, hey, so and so reached out, but I took care of it. Well, that only created something that was that much more uh, lethal to my time right? Because now everybody's going to continue to come to me. My team, more importantly, doesn't learn whatever the sequence that needed to happen after. And then three, it causes some miscommunication in whatever that next sync up with that client is because I was somewhere in the middle. So now when I get reached out to, I'm immediately starting a group uh, text, a group message, uh, or an email with the client and our team and just connecting the dots that way instead of taking care of the issue in the moment. And I, I was, you know, I'm very big on customer service because marketing agencies are a dime a dozen. And we get so much of our business, obviously, from digital marketing, my content, but a lot of it is referral and relationships that I'm building. So I always thought I was doing the right thing in the moment by taking care of the situation and just knocking it out. But usually it was actually going in the different direction because they would just be accustomed to reaching out to me and knowing Adam's going to take care of the situation. And then it would start to stack and stack and stack. And I was creating bad habits for our clients and for our team to have too much, you know, too much weight on, hey, Adam's going to take care of it. They're going to just wait for Adam to do it. And that's that's not a good precedent to set. It's not at all. And in in Thinking along those terms, you, it's detrimental to the client, it's detrimental to the team, it's detrimental to the goal and the, the end that everybody is, is pursuing for. And that's 
the reason why I kind of asked that question the way I did is because it's happened to me a lot in my business as well, where you have friends and family who call and they want you to do something for them or they want to discount or they'll call you on Sunday. Can you come do this on Sunday? And I was the exact same way. I would, I would give people discounts. I would leave my family during family time because I was worried the business all those things. And it wasn't until I started creating those boundaries where I said, I will not talk to anyone beyond 5.30 p.m. about business ever again. You, between 5.30 p.m. and 8 a.m., it's not, that's family time, that's husband time, that's father time, because it's more, it's just as important for me to build a healthy home, way more important, not as important. It's more important for me to have a healthy home than it is for me to have a a healthy business. So I had to figure out how to create those boundaries, where to draw the line. And uh, man, I, I'm glad you shared it the way you did. I, I'm I'm so pumped to have you on here, man. I knew it'd be a ton of, a ton of wisdom, but uh, man, let's just talk freely, man. I, I mean, I, I don't like to have it scripted or anything like that. What are some things if you, ha- if there are people out there right now, we, we're both aware, we both podcast I'll listen to yours every episode that comes out. So I know your style is slightly different, but it's really the same thing, right? I listen to Entrebrewer. You talk about what it takes to to make a business. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and and what you think are are some of the really important things that it takes that people need to understand if you're going to go into business for yourself and ultimately succeed long term. Yeah, and I appreciate the support, man. Um, so I. You know, I thought of the Entrepreneur Podcast back in August of 2020, right after I became a full-time entrepreneur. Everybody was like, start a podcast, start a podcast. Well, a year and a half later, I finally started the podcast. And I came up with this idea because I'm so fascinated. And obviously, just like you, I invest a lot in, in myself and in education. So podcasts, books, masterminds, and everybody has a different story. And I'm connected with some amazing entrepreneurs like yourself all across the country. So I'm like, I want to bring them on, have a series of questions that I ask them and kind of go a little bit off script. But there's something about entrepreneurship where even if you were handed down a business in your family, that's a unique story in and of itself. You know, I've obviously interviewed people as well that have crazy, crazy other stories where they've gone to jail and then they started a business and that was out of necessity. That's a very, very unique story. And then there's people like me and you that were working somewhere else and just wanted something different, right? So I came up with the name Entrebrewer for two different reasons. One, it kind of sounds like entrepreneur. And when somebody types in entrepreneur wrong on Apple Podcasts, which people always spell that wrong, with the SEO on the back end, Entrebrewer starts to pull up. So I'll literally have people write into the show like, hey, man, I found your podcast because I misspelled entrepreneur and, and I love what you have going on. So that was kind of a double edged like, hey, this we could, we could definitely get some new listeners that way. But I have a, a phrase that is entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed. And so I kind of compare their entrepreneurial journeys to that of the beer brewing process And just really try to dive into everybody's unique story, what makes them different, lessons that they've learned, and just ingredients that have made them successful. And I've absolutely enjoyed doing it over the last year and a half. Yeah, I wish I obviously would have gotten started sooner. Um, But I think the number one thing that I have learned over the course of entrepreneurship and just from my guests is that there's no blueprint to success in business and life. 
And even if somebody is telling you, hey, this is what you need to do in order to get to the next level, there's going to be 1,500 different variations of how you can get to that next level. And I think so many people are looking, as you mentioned before, for that shortcut or that overnight success. You know, for me, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And I knew that I didn't have the skill set and the experience in order to probably accomplish what I wanted to in a given time frame, which is why I started investing in myself early on, which is why I've hired business coaches and life and mindset coaches. And I just got done with a six-month engagement with a speaking coach. I try to plug myself into rooms and hire people that are experts at what I feel I need the most help with. And I consistently do that over and over and over again. So we've done multiple seven figures in our marketing agency, which again, everybody's like, oh, the overhead in marketing agencies is is super, super low. So you must be making so much money. Yes, if I was hiring a bunch of virtual assistants and paying them a couple bucks an hour, but we do have everybody on our team in-house. I have W2 people here in the States. We do have a team overseas, but we pay them very, very well. And I invest so much back into myself, knowing that the money right now is going to be temporary, right? I could take more of it. I could hire less team members and do more work, but I'm I'm playing the long game here. I want the money to be able to live on and obviously invest in all those things. But I, I want to build big things for the future. And I can only do that by taking advantage of what I can right now by being in the right rooms, the right people. Absolutely, man. It's funny you said people accidentally find your podcast. It's strange. Like maybe you know a little bit about marketing or something. It's, it's, it's weird that it worked Often. out that way. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever, whenever you decided, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was medical sales you were doing yes. before, right? Whenever yeah. you decided, whenever you decided to leave that and actually go all in on Adam McChesney as you being the sole. I guess I guess the the correct word is creator of your income of your life of your vision. You know, I think we get really dependent on roles that we're in currently. So you're at a job, you're making a decent paycheck. How scary was it having a wife, having bills, having all that to step away from that security and mm. uh, and go all in on yourself? Man, it was it was terrifying. Like looking back on it, I'm like, what was I what was I thinking? And obviously worked out, but. We had just bought our forever dream home uh, six weeks before I ended up putting in my 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 notice to leave. So we used the the W two or the W four whatever that is all that income uh, verification to buy this house. We bought the house, sold the condo that we had, and then six weeks later, I put my two weeks in and I walk away from like, you know, really decent money. I was making the the, the year before I made 200K literally right on the dot. And I had all the benefits, the security, employee stocks, like everything you can imagine. And I ended up going out uh, full-time and six weeks into entrepreneurship, I felt like I had no idea what I was doing because I had no idea what I was doing. But I was like, man, I went from medical device sales where I had one other competitor So now I'm selling digital marketing and there's hundreds of thousands of options. I have to find a way to craft a message and grow my business differently. So I ended up joining Apex. That was the first mastermind that I joined six weeks in. And I just started to join other types of groups or go out to these events and just start investing the money that we had in the business in those things. 
And then I built up my personal brand. We started getting clients from that. And ultimately, I started being in rooms with people that I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm in these rooms with these people that are doing this stuff. And I just was providing value left and right, not asking for anything in return. Mm -hmm. And then at about nine months in, right as I was joining Height, where I could really open up the floodgates on taking on more clients, and I had confidence in the system, right? We started to continuously grow but I didn't pay myself. I, I literally put down the money for the franchise fee nine months in before I paid myself anything. And most people don't do that, but most people don't. And most people sometimes can't do that, right? But most mm -hmm. people are like, oh, Adam just made a ton of money. I was like, no, I, I did make some money and I reinvested a lot of that in networks and a franchise and all of these other things to set me up where I'm at today. I didn't pay myself for nine months after buying a, a, a very, very nice house and having a wife and having all these things. So I basically gave my, myself nine months. I said, if this does not work out in nine months, I'm going to go get another job. And it was trending in the right direction. And I just put another bet on myself with height and went from there. Man, I love it. I love it. it you know, for me, it was a little bit of a different story. I wasn't making 200,000 a year. I made $22 an hour and lived paycheck to paycheck and was broke. But, mm. but the trend at the transition time, there wasn't much more money. I, my, my, my quality of life didn't change at all, but I had no security. So mm -hmm. I had to go all in on myself to build this. And then man, I, I regretted that decision. And this is just being transparent. I regretted that decision for a long time. It made me depressed. Uh, I thought I made a horrible mistake. I felt inadequate. I felt like I wasn't good enough. And it wasn't until I reached out to Mike Claudio and WinRate and hired a coach that Mike asked me, who are you? That's the first question he asked me on a phone call. Who are you? And I said, Kenny Robinson. He said, who? but who are you? And I, I thought, and so I was like, I don't know. And he asked me, what did I want to be known for? What type of legacy I wanted to leave? And when I started thinking about those things and really pouring into myself and who do I want to become when I started not thinking about spending money on flashy trucks, but if I, if I make an extra $2,500 a month, instead of going and buying something nice with it to show everybody how much money I make, I'm going to invest that in a, in a coach to, to show me, how to write a book, how to start a podcast. I've, I've worked with speaking coaches, writing coaches, business coaches, just like you. If I make extra money, I invest in myself because I know there's going to come a day where I don't need to invest all that money in coaching anymore. And if you get to the point where you've been spending several, you know, three, $4,000 a month in coaches and pouring in yourself, there's, I believe I'm not there yet. I don't know if you are, but I believe there comes a day when you're like, I don't need to invest all this money anymore. Now I can get start to give back the knowledge that I've acquired and I can relax and I've built business now. So now if I want to go buy flashy trucks and cars and homes, I can because I've established a business. I've established something where that this this entity now has the same security that I left when I was with the police department, except it's not the thought of trading an hour of my time for $22 today terrifies me. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying I'm above it. And I respect everybody who is still in that profession, everybody who's out there working, even if it's only for $5 an hour, do ex absolutely what you have to do. There's no judgment. It's just now that I've 
spent the money I've spent in coaching and understanding and growth. And it, it just terrifies me to think that I may have to go back to trading time. To me, my time is the most valuable thing. It's the only thing in life that's finite. You can't get more of it. You can't purchase more of it. And you don't know how much you have left. And it just scares me to give an hour of it to somebody else for, for a predestined or predetermined amount of money. I mean, I want to maximize the value of that hour as much as I can. That's that's my goal in life, I, I guess. And then I'll only put in a few of those and spend the rest of them with my family. But, uh, but man, tell me a little bit about um, what you think it takes to stay the course and, and see things through. How have you been able to do that without getting sidetracked? How have you been able to stay so disciplined along your journey? So I, I think it all comes back to, to the purpose and the commitment. Like I'm really big on that. We're really big on that height in terms of understanding like what you want out of life. And I really don't feel like I got that up until about two years ago. So the first year in business, like I literally had no idea what was what. I was just out there grinding and I didn't know why I was doing it. So when the money started to actually come in and the success did start to come in, I felt unfulfilled. I was like, what, like, why am I continuing to do this? And I, I, I just felt empty. And so I started working with a coach really just like on my mindset about the purpose and about the commitment and really started to like do some inner work and dig deep on me. I was never big about the cars and, you know, the, the potential jets and like all of that stuff, but I like nice things as does everybody. I you know wanted this house that we bought before I even got into entrepreneurship so I'm like I at least got to make enough money to where we can still continue to pay for this. I like going on vacation, I like doing all those things, but at the core it was like all right, what do I feel like I truly want, not what everybody else wants or not what people want for me and for me it was literally just to live a whole well-rounded life. And that's in my faith, that's in my relationships, in my family, that's in my health, and that's in my business. And when I started to, and that was about a year into to business. So when I was in all these different mastermind groups, of course, you have the outliers. You have the people that are doing things the right way. But there are so many people that are literally not actually anywhere near the amount of success that they will put all over social media. They have literally no money to their name, but they have all of these cars and all of these houses and they're cheating on their wife, like just this most effed up stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but it was the, the purpose that they didn't have or they weren't clearly aligned with that drove them down that path. And yep. so I had to kind of take a step back, not that I was close to doing any of those things, but I had to take a step back to say, hey, if you don't get clear on this right now, if you don't understand that commitment, that thing that when you get kicked in the nuts over and over and over again, that you're going to continue showing up each and every single day, you're going to eventually crumble. And so I've been super aligned on that the past two years. It's gone up and down. But without that purpose, without my core values, without my commitment, I just wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at today because it's so easy to lose motivation. It's so easy to become undisciplined. Like that's the easy thing to do. The hard thing is to show up each and every single day to do it when nobody even understands why you're doing it and to continue pushing forward when it feels like the world is falling. For sure. That's very well, very well put. In your opinion, 
what are some of the things that someone can do to sort of keep that why and that discipline sort of like, you know, for us, uh, and I say us loosely, but me and you being clients of WinRate Consulting, I, I know I go through my championship day. I have a champion's legacy. I, I, I talk positively to myself. I reassure myself that I deserve things that I'm working for myself, that I'm in the right space on a, on a constant basis. But I've had to do a lot of that um, explaining to myself and getting having deep conversations sort of with myself on why I actually want things, because it's so easy to look at what this has and think I want that. But I mean, do you really want that? You know, like, do you really want a brand new truck or would you prefer to be able to take your family to Disney twice a year like me and watch my autistic son flourish and mm -hmm. talk like I would rather spend that money doing that than I would driving a jacked up truck. And I don't care if anybody else around me thinks that or not. I'm probably the only one with roofers that rides around in a, in a stock 2015 Yukon, but that's not what I want to spend my money on. I want to spend my money on memories and experiences. And if I have extra money, I want to donate some of it. I want to give some of it away. I want to help people. Like when I changed why I was doing this and what drove me and I didn't change it. It's just when I came to the realization that I think with a certain level of success comes a certain level of responsibility to do it the right way. And I just sort of changed my mindset, man. And things really started to pick up and really started to, to go our way more than I would have ever dreamed possible, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's amazing. It's, 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 been a, it's, been a, it's been a wild ride, man, for me. I, I love hearing your story and I, I love your per perspective on things, man. So just, just sort of off of a whim. Cause I love my stuff to be unscripted, man. I like to just let what happens happen. Um, tell me a little bit about what, if, if somebody's listening, they're thinking about going into business for themselves. Um, just like, in, do you have any advice for anybody who's maybe considering starting something? So there, there's two key pieces that I literally tell everybody is one, if you're already thinking about it, get started. Like the worst thing that people can do is overthink it to a certain degree. Obviously, you have to do your due diligence. You have to do your research. But it's so easy to start things on the side and eventually grow them into a business that can flourish once you leave whatever you're currently doing full time. So I think people get the wrong misconception that in order to start a business, it's got to be this massive 40 hour, 50, 60 hour a week thing. You can start small and then get bigger. But if you're already thinking about it, just get started. Two, you have to be willing to give up everything, like literally lose it all and risk it all in order to actually overcome whatever you're going to accomplish in business. Not to say that you have to throw it all away, but you have to almost have that mentality that, hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes in order to win and become the version of who I need to be in order to run this business. Because again, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not something that everybody is meant to do, but you have to be willing at different seasons in your life, be willing to bet it all and say, hey, I believe in this mission. I believe in this company and I believe in what I'm doing that I'm willing to do that. And most people, I think, would say that they'd be willing to do that. But when the when you know it comes time to actually doing that, they tend to back away. So just be willing to put your back against the wall and risk it all and just get started. And I think you'll be in a really solid spot. Adam, we've been talking for a good 30 minutes or 
in the time here. Is there anything you'd like to leave with or say before we wrap things up? No, man. I think uh, we talked about a lot of good stuff. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Looking forward to having you on mine here in uh, in a couple of weeks. But man, it's been uh, it's been quite the journey since we uh, since we first met at that outdoor workout in Charlotte uh, almost two years ago. It sure has, man. It's been a it's been a pleasure to see your growth and your success over that time. Um, I was there for the first entrepreneur episode mm-hmm. and have been ever since so the progression and um in, in my journey you know we're recording currently i believe it's episode number me um when it when it launches so far down that journey as you but i, I watched your growth and and i was i'm just going to say even right here man the progression you've gotten really good not that you weren't good on the first episode but you sort of found you sort of hit your stride and found your flow and uh before we jump off of here man just uh thank you so much for coming on i sure do appreciate you and i know everybody that's listening needs to hear from you they need to be able to follow along so how can they reach you how can they find you yeah i appreciate that man so you can go to adammcchesney.com you can see all my social links everything i got going on with business and then on Instagram, my handle is Adam L. McChesney, and that'll be the easiest uh, social media network to get a hold of me at. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, bud. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Avoid the Confusion. We hope you found it inspiring and informative. Remember, success is not just about the talent. It's about mental toughness, perseverance, and the willingness to learn and grow. Make sure that if you found value in this episode today, that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you truly found it valuable, share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward. And then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in their respective field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion. We'll see you next week.